the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. It's the four o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me. And uh, it's an honor and a privilege to welcome to the program once again Rabbi Kurt Schneider who hosts Discovering the Jewish Jesus right here on WRFD at 2.30 every weekday afternoon. Rabbi Schneider, welcome again to Bob Bernita Live. It's a great privilege to have you on the program. God bless you, my brother. Thank you again for having me, Bob. Well, it's... Greetings to all our Columbus listeners today. Yes. Oh, you've got a lot of listeners in Columbus, as I'm, I'm sure that you know. Uh, I've only written one book, and it was an incredibly uh, great amount of time, energy, and effort. You have written a bunch of books, and your last one, your newest one, I think is just very, very compelling. To know him by name. Uh, Walk us through why you chose to write this book about the names of God. This season that I'm in right now, Bob, the Lord has just strategically placed me more in the root of my calling, which is teaching believers to understand the Hebrew roots of their faith, and how through knowing the Hebrew roots of their faith, God's people can be established and strengthened. We know that Jesus said to the woman at the well in John 4, woman, we know what we worship for salvation is from the Jews. And so, especially in these times that we're living in today, where there's such a compromise doctrinally amongst those that name their that we get established in the roots of our faith from the Tanakh or the Torah and Hebrew Bible, so that we can understand that Jesus is the only way, and also we come to understand better through understanding the Torah and the prophets, who God is, Bob, and our listeners, and who he wants to be to us. So this particular book, To Know Him By Name, discovering and understanding the Hebrew names and titles of God shows us who God is and wants to be to his covenant people, which first was Israel, and now as believers in Messiah, Jew and Gentile alike are grafted into this relationship with God the Father, who's the God of Israel and the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I teach a class on Monday nights on basic Bible doctrine on a local uh, Bible institute, And one of the things that we discussed in the very first class on the doctrine of God is that the only thing we can know about God is what he reveals to us, okay? Why did God reveal himself to us using so many different names? Well, in every instance where one of his covenant names was connected to a function of who the Israelites needed him to be, Elohim, God the Creator, revealed himself to his covenant people 
as the one that's the source of all their needs. So, for example, in the book of Bereshit, in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, the Hebrew title for God there is Elohim. So it says, in the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. Of course, our Bibles in English just say, in the beginning, God created mm-hmm. the heavens and the earth. But the actual Hebrew is Elohim. And the title Elohim uh, is the title of the Creator, and it's the plural form of the Hebrew word El. So El is just a word that means God. And interestingly, Bob, some of the heathen nations also refer to their God as El. Mm-hmm. But in the Torah, God is not just revealed as El, He's revealed as Elohim. And the Im on the end of El makes number one El plural, and oftentimes in the Hebrew, a plurality is added onto a word to emphasize the word. So in making his name plural, Elohim, the Lord was saying, I'm just not a God, I'm the God. And then interestingly, Im added to the end of a Hebrew word from El to Elohim makes the word plural. So Elohim is actually a plural form of the word God. And so when you consider that the Lord said further in the book of Bereshit or Genesis, let us, right? We've, most of us have heard this. The mm-hmm. Lord said, let us make man in our image. Mm-hmm. The question is, who was God talking to when he said, let us make man in our image? And the traditional rabbinic view is that he was talking to the angels. But of course, that doesn't make sense because we weren't created in the image of the angels, and the angels are also not created in God's likeness. So the Lord was actually talking to the Son and the Spirit, who is the, uh, the Spirit of fellowship within him. And so there's relationship within God. God is love, and he's always had to have an object, and the object of his affection has always been in his Son, who's been part of God since the beginning. So when the Lord said, let us make man in our image, he was revealing the community or the relationship within himself. And this we can all learn from the title of the Creator, Elohim, which is the plural form of God. We're talking with Rabbi Kurt Snyder. He's got a brand new book out, To Know Him by Name. Rabbi Kurt Schneider, S-C-H-N-E-I-D-E-R, To Know Him by Name. Uh, Rabbi Schneider, as you were writing this book, uh, did it have a particular impact on you personally as you delved deeper into the names of God? Well, absolutely, and some of the—so let me uh, answer that question and then maybe just give a little uh, surface uh, information to answer the question. So we go from Elohim, the Creator's name, to El El Yon, God Most High, El Shaddai, Mm -hmm. God Almighty. But then in Exodus 3, the Lord says to Moses, I revealed myself to your forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as El Shaddai. Many of us have heard mm-hmm. the song, which means God Almighty. But then the Lord said, but by my name, and most Semitic scholars believe it's pronounced a breath of Yahweh, they did not know me. What we do know for certain is that God's name is composed of the four Hebrew letters, yod heh vav So that God said, by my name, yod heh vav they did not know me. This is my memorial name forever. So when the Lord instituted the Mosaic Covenant, in that covenant was the revelation of his personal name. And then as we journey with Israel, 
what we see is that every time they had a great need, Judhe Vavhe showed up and he revealed himself in relationship to what he did for them in their particular area of need. So, for example, we have Yahweh Yireh, the Lord our provider, when the Lord provided a lamb in place of Isaac. And then we have, to answer your question, the name in Exodus 15:26, the Lord revealed himself as Yahweh Rofecha, or Yahweh Rapha. And this was in relationship to the Israelites becoming sick because they were drinking of the waters of Marah. Mm-hmm. The Lord gave Moses instructions to dip a hyssop branch in the water. And when Moses obeyed, the water was cleansed and Israel was cleansed of sickness. And then the Lord said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. So I, as in relationship to your question, Bob, love that because it just affirms me and establishes me in looking to the Lord to be my source of healing and health, even physically. Mm. We're talking with Rabbi Kurt Schneider, his brand new book, To Know Him by Name. You can order it at Amazon, obviously, your local bookstore, or anywhere. Books are sold. Rabbi, we need to take a quick break. You know the drill with radio. And then we will be back. Again, my guest, Rabbi Kurt Schneider author of a brand new book, and I mean brand new, To Know Him by Name, by Rabbi Kurt Schneider. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. And we have the privilege of welcoming to the program Rabbi Kurt Schneider, who has a brand new book out to know him by name. And by the way, he hosts Discovering the Jewish Jesus 2.30 every weekday afternoon here on WRFD. Uh, Rabbi Schneider, I, I always try to ask authors a couple of questions, and one of them, who did you write this book for? Who is it intended for? I think it's predominantly uh, uh, written for the Gentile Church, and then secondarily for Jewish believers that have come to faith. The reason I say first, predominantly the Gentile Church, is because many Jewish people that have come to faith in Jesus have become exposed or taught some of the things that I teach and to know them by name. Mm-hmm. But most Gentile Christians have not been exposed to the rich truth contained in the Hebrew Scriptures that will solidify their walk and their faith with Yeshua. And so once again, getting back to why I wrote the book, I think understanding the revelation of God's names as contained in the Old Testament help God's people understand who he is, Bob, and also who he wants to be to us. So getting back to where we were before the break, every time the Lord revealed his covenant name to his people, he connected it after the first revelation. The first revelation, he just said, this is my name, Yahweh. This is my memorial name forever. But then moving forward in Scripture, he began to attach his name with the things that he does and who he wants to be to his people. So before the break, we were talking about mm-hmm. Yahweh Rofecha, the Lord your yeah. healer. But there are other examples that are that deeply ministered to me personally. 
So, for example, the Lord revealed himself as Yahweh Makadesh, which is the Lord who sanctifies you, or the Lord our sanctifier. That's in Leviticus 20, uh, chapter 20, verse 7 through 8. And what I love about this, Bob, is that the Lord said, I am your sanctifier. I am the Lord, he said, who sanctifies you. Now, why is this important for Christians? Because many of us are still uh, struggling with that which Paul rebuked the early church for when he said to his readers, why are you trying to perfect in the flesh what was begun in the spirit? So, so many times, unconsciously, what happens in our lives is we come into a, to a salvation experience, we understand that Jesus died for us, and we receive the free gift. But then oftentimes, unconsciously, what we do is we then try to perfect our walk with him by thinking that if we're obedient enough, we'll have his favor, mm, when what we yeah. need to do instead is relying on the Lord to sanctify us. It, obedience is part of sanctification, but the source is the Lord. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad to hear you say that, because I grew up in a fairly legalistic setting, and basically was told, if you want to be holy, you do this, 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 and this. There's a dress code. There's a conduct code. Things you can do, things you can't do. And if you do all these things and you don't do all these other things, then that will make you holy. And that is so very, very false. And I'm delighted to hear that that's one of the purposes of your book. I'm just delighted to hear that. Well, it, it really, it really is, and truly, in my own life, I mean, I've just, I've depended on the Lord in weakness. You know, the Scripture says that His power is perfected in our weakness. So the key to holiness and the key to sanctification is not bound up first in our own effort and our own strivings. It's bound up in clinging and depending on the Lord and calling out to Him in our weakness, calling out mm-hmm. to Him when we're struggling against sin, calling out to Him when we're in an experience of temptation. And, and in that place of looking to Him to be our source and our strength, His power is released into our life, and we ascend and overcome and truly have a holiness, not that has been uh, wrought because of our own efforts, but has been produced in our life because of our dependency on the mm-hmm. Lord which resulted in a place of inner healing as we've received him in a deeper way, which has allowed us to walk in his strength and truly live in a, in a victorious life. The name of the book, To Know Him by Name, by Rabbi Kurt Schneider. Uh, Rabbi, obviously, before you wrote the book, because of your Jewish heritage and your background, you were already familiar with most of the names, the Hebrew names of God and so forth. But as you were putting it all together in the book, was there anything that surprised you that you had really not seen before? Was there an aha moment as you were writing the book? Well, I think the first thing that comes to my heart as you're asking that question, just that God is a person— He's a person. I mean, to refer to God as God is good. But to know he has a name, yeah. he said, this is my memorial name, yod heh vav heh forever. It brings him close. Mm-hmm. And so not only does the revelation of God's personal name, Yahweh, 
bring us into an awareness of the fact that our God is a person, as we study deeper in the Word and the revelation of Yahweh, we learn in the Hebrew Scriptures about the nature of his personhood. In other words, the Lord said, this is what I hate. And he listed the things that he hates, you know, mm-hmm. a lying tongue, gossiping, one that sows division, one that divides brothers, etc. And then we also learn what grieves him. One of the things that really pierced my heart is when I was reading in the book of Ezekiel, where the Lord said that his, the adultery of his people hurt him. And to comprehend that, that we have the power to hurt God, it's wow. mind-boggling, and it brings yeah. us to a place of wanting to love Him and walk in obedience to Him, not in our own effort, but because we love Him, knowing that we can hurt Him, that He has voluntarily made Himself vulnerable to us, uh, you know, it can bring us it can bring us into a greater place of closeness and 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 and, and in, uh, intimacy with him. The name of the book to know him by name by Rabbi Kurt Schneider. Uh, we're running out of time, Rabbi, and I, I knew it would go mm-hmm. very very quickly. But most of those that are listening to you and I talk are Gentiles. I assume most are believers. Even after what you have said today. I am sure that there are many who are saying, "Ah, eh, I, you know, I, I just love Jesus, and that's all. I don't need to know all these Hebrew Jewish things." Very quickly, what would you, what would you say to them? Well, Jesus said, "Do not think I've come to abolish the law and the prophets. I've not come to abolish, but to fulfill." And everybody that teaches others how to live by the principles in the law and the prophets, Jesus said, will be called greatest in the kingdom of God. And those that disregard the law and the prophets, Jesus said, would be called least in the kingdom of God. The first verse in the New Testament, Matthew 1, 1, says, this is the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David. This is the very first verse in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. The son of David, the son of Abraham. So the first thing that the Lord does in introducing the gospel to us is to root Yeshua in the pages of the Hebrew Bible. If we try to just approach him, without having an appreciation for the Hebrew roots of our faith, and I really mean this, we're going we're gonna to really miss out on a lot. Wow. Knowing the Hebrew roots of our faith, it grounds us. It grounds us in truth, and then it opens up our heart to receive the infinite love and compassion that Yahweh has for us as we understand who he was to the Hebrew people as he revealed his names to them throughout Scripture. The book to know him by name, Rabbi Kurt Schneider. Get it. You'll love it. Thank you, Rabbi Schneider. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.